in any normal year, the Feast of Joseph the Worker would be a special occasion, and should be. It's relatively new in the church's calendar, established uh, as a direct response, actually, to the communist uh, agenda and the communist thought that uh, human beings were created for work. St. Joseph the Worker reminds us that is not the case. In fact, uh, work dignifies and elevates the human person, but not uh, that we are made for work. We're made for God. We're made for resting in him. But this year, especially here with uh, uh, the sisters, is especially, uh, well, back up, with this year of St. Joseph is a special day, but now, now with so much, Sister Odd was telling me all the things you have going on today, and it's like, dear Lord, when are you going to pack that all in? But uh, if Joseph can work hard, so can you. I have to admit, uh, knowing a little bit of Greek, um, I, I get a little, find myself a little frustrated at times and maybe it's, in my mind, uh, the idea of a carpenter, as we call St. Joseph a carpenter. And uh, I've known variations of carpenters. I know of some who have uh, did a very sloppy job, all the way up to those that you look at what they've created, and it is a piece of art. Rich Allers, who uh, created the altar and the altar rail in the church here at St. Uh, Eloy in Ghent, is a, is a carpenter on that technical sense, but is an artist, a craftsman. And in fact, the, the word that is used and translated as uh, carpenter is techne. Doesn't mean a whole lot to us unless we start to realize we get the word technician from that, or somebody who's very technical. So somebody who's very exacting, somebody who needs to be exacting because everything needs to fit together. And there's something beautiful about that thought for me, Yes, Joseph being a carpenter, but being a craftsman, more than just somebody who sloppily put something together and maybe the, the roof leaks or, or the foundation doesn't sit quite well or whatever, Joseph would not have built a kind of house like that. I'm willing to bet it would have been the highest, most high quality, well fit. Of course, there's the story of the stairway and I believe it's outside of Santa Fe in the little chapel. Uh, the, the sisters had constructed a church and, and uh, they realized after they constructed it, there's no way to get up to the choir loft. And in order to put a stairway in, they would lose seats in their small little chapel and they were praying for a solution. And along came a man who said, well, I, I will build something for you, but I don't want anyone to watch me and I don't want anyone to observe me or, or anything like that. And after the few weeks were done, they realized he did not use one single nail in the stairway. It's a spiral stairway. It has no structural support. There's uh, no way on earth that that stairway should stand. Furthermore, they realized that he never got any wood. None of the local lumber yards were called, and they don't know where he got the wood from. And then they realized their prayers to St. Joseph the worker were answered. And, uh, in fact, uh, they, they suggest that it is St. Joseph who created those stairs. Whether it was or not is irrelevant, but certainly somebody like that understood what it meant to be a carpenter as a techne, a craftsman. In this modern world, we treat work like a four-letter word, and I'm aware we have so many little, little ones with us today, but uh, hopefully they know the concept of four-letter words. Uh, you know, busy is another four-letter word, and, and uh, uh, I can think of a few others that our world tells us are dirty. But St. Joseph the Worker reminds us that work 
is not bad. Work for the sake of work is bad, but work as a means of glorifying God, work as a way of saying this is what God has given me, using the talents, the skills that God has given us, as we hear in our first reading, whatever we do, do from the heart as for the Lord. That's the kind of work that the Lord requires and asks of us. St. Joseph reminds us of that kind of work and how beautiful it is when we do this. So again, back to my, my quandary, I uh, actually was related to him. He, he died a few years ago, may he rest in peace, but he fashioned himself a carpenter and he was actually pretty good, but he, he said, I, I, I cut, the, cut the, the, the piece of wood and I cut it short, and so I cut it again, and I cut it short again. That would be a carpenter, but somebody who, again, is very exacting, who sees the work that he's tasked to do, she's tasked to do, as a way of glorifying God, is a techne. And I think St. Joseph would be honored if we said he was a craftsman. For some of us, our work is a little less tangible than carpenters. Let's be honest, for most of us, at the end of the day, I have really almost nothing to show for the, the, the work I've done. But if, I, if I've done it for the Lord, if we've done it for the Lord, if we've done it to the best of our ability, trying to be as exacting as we can, trying to be as artful as we can, doing it all for the Lord, not for human beings, we too will be craftsmen, craftswomen doing what we've been called to do. Work is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And it helps us. And because we have so many little ones, just remind you that all of us are called to a specific work, something that only we can do. And imagine if we all did that work well. And it doesn't matter. The other day, there was a, a young man from Marshall that was drafted to the 49ers. And I, I'd like to point out, even football players are called to glorify God. By playing football well, they can glorify God. All of us, in our own way, are called to glorify God. And that's what Joseph the Worker reminds us to do. To do it all from the heart, as for the Lord. To do it all to the best of our ability, knowing in the end that it is the way we glorify God, simply by being who we've been called to be and doing what we've been called to do.